Welcome to Sticks and Scones, where Adam bakes scones while discussing sticks with Brad. Sticks and scones may break my bones, but art rock quintets will never hurt me. In fact, they are the source of my greatest strength. Beep! Hi, Brad. Hey, Adam. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. We just had a great countdown. That went one of the spectacularly. Best. I think it's one of the best. Considering it's like a, it's a three-way countdown this time, and it, you know the first time we tried it, it just went off. It just went off without a without hitch. a hitch. Yep. Yeah, it was Hitches, perfect, as it were. As it yeah. was, it yeah. it were. Hi, Don. How are you? Hi, Brad. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm just awesome. I'm just thrilled to have you on the podcast today to talk about both sticks. And scones. I'm excited. Yes. Two yes. of my favorite things. Hello, Don. It is Hi, wonderful to have you here. Thank you for having me. Especially since you know things about scones and I don't. Out of the two things, I know more about scones than I do about sticks. Well, I'll be the one baking them uh, tonight. So, you know, any advice or input you can offer, I'll just be here. I'm a sponge. Okay. I'm a okay. scone sponge right now for, for your <laughs> yeah. scone info. Okay. So in in that vein, I'm going to preheat my oven right now. Get that out of the way. What temp are you going out there? I'm going for uh, 400, I think. 400? I think so. Whew. Okay. Well, tell me. You don't like it? I just assume 375 for all my bakes. Really? Aren't there some uh, 350 bakes, too? There are some 350s. It's more of like a cake. Is that a cake? Cake bake? You know, I... But three seventy five and four hundred—that's just like one sixteenth difference. Does it really make that Here big of a difference? Here we go again. Why not three ninety two? I just feel baking is uh, very precise. This is a yeah. bit. Well, I am going off a recipe. Um, it says four hundred. Yeah, and, and I guess I realize what hmm. I said is completely incorrect. Actually, not to get all sciency. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I can't convert that to Celsius off the top of my head, but maybe in Celsius it is one sixteenth of a difference. Yeah. Well, is that even how it would work? I don't know. Because you'd have to go from... It's like about 190 or something, From like right? absolute zero up or something. So really, it's actually fr- a much smaller difference? I don't know. Who well, it's who not could, like zero is zero know? heat. It's not like two degrees is twice as warm as one degree, right? Fahrenheit or Celsius. <sighs> See, Don, the one thing you might not know about us is hey, I'm we heat my oven to 400 degrees. We <laughs> traffic in ignorance so horribly on this show sometimes. But I love that. I mean, that's uh, it's, fine. It's all the rage these days. Mm-hmm. We're in a post-truth world. Post-truth, baby. Oh, don't get me started on that. No, this is sticks and scones. Yeah, what should yeah. what should we get you started on? How about a little sticks too? Now, Brad. I may just be having deja vu, but I feel like we've been down this road before. <laughs> we've talked about sticks too in the past, sure. So let's go. Let's recap. We did sticks and scones. Yeah. Talking about sticks one, we'll right. which was that their first sticks album. And scones one. Yes. yes. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Sticks and scones one. Okay. That Eggs episode here. generated a lot of reaction. Mm-hmm. It did a lot of reaction. A lot. Both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was kind of an either love it or hate it thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a divisive episode. It really is. Some people have like sworn off the podcast after that one. Oh, wow. Other people, we all have new listeners. Like, 
and people have loved it. We have a new guest I mean, on the show because they loved it. Exactly. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. So Amazing. we it's kind of like how do we so so we tried to do a sticks and scones too. Yes. And maybe not try to fall maybe do more of the love it stuff, less of the hate it stuff. But we somehow ended up made an episode that was truly unlistenable. Truly unlistenable. It's one of the ones that we had to commit to the bosom of the bottom of the podcast trash heap. Yeah, we ultimately just said fuck it. We just deleted it. We're like we're not we can't do it. Nope, gone. So you deleted that gone. one from the first Sticks and Scones. It was Sticks and Scones too. It was yeah, the first we, run at what we're doing right now. We already I recorded see. this. I we recorded see. Oh, this okay. once a while like even when Sticks and Scones won right after it first came out, we did Sticks and Scones too. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, can't do this. Wow. But um two cups Adam, of flour. I just have to ask you. Are you on a wireless lav right now? Are you talking to me? Talking to Adam. Mm. Um, yes. It, does it have batteries in it? Is it charged up? It does have fresh batteries in it. Okay. Um, and I'll be checking it every. All right. I feel like every like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I feel like every fifteen minutes I might just have to cut in and ask you. You do That'll it. That'll be great for the listener. It will be. You do it. But these are fresh batteries. This is what makes these episodes so special. Now, it, I don't know how many of these episodes you've listened to, Don, of season one or two, but for us to completely trash an episode and deem it unlistenable is really, really that, saying something. I, I was, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. But I have to say, the first sticks and st- sticks and scones that I listened to, I listened to every second. You liked? I loved. I loved it. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. You were baking along with us, I bet. You were I'm, like, hey, I got to go scone right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never go full scone, Don. I have a full cookbook dedicated solely to scones. Holy shit. Now yeah. who's under pressure? Me. That's who. Two cups of flour. I'm still working on the flour, guys. All right. Well, that's so, the Don, most important you, part. Yeah. Did you listen to Sticks too? I did. I have, a, I have my yellow legal pad here. I have some notes on each track. Oh. All right. Okay, nice. Yeah. They are not copious notes, but I, I wrote down my gut reactions. Yeah, we don't need lovely copious yeah. analysis of anything here. Nope. I, I think you'll find them. If we're going in order of the album, you'll find how I feel overall when I read you my comments from the first song. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm still working on flour. Do we want to... What are we just, doing, Brad? Do we want to pimp the shit or just get right into it? Uh, there's not a whole lot of shit to pimp. Well, just go buy a damn T-shirt. Just just go to gutterballs.tv and check out the website. Go to the store. Give us a review on iTunes. Subscribe yeah, on iTunes. Definitely do that. Yeah, do that stuff. It helps us out. So they say, one of these years. Let us know how you, what you're thinking of Sticks and Scones Part 2. How do you feel about sifting this flour? I don't sift when I do scones. Good, fuck it. But I when, I, when I make my cups of flour, I do it with a light touch. I don't ever pack it in there. Oh, no. No packing. Mm-mm. No packing. You want, you want them to be light and airy. Right. 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 Which is why I asked about the sifting. I thought maybe that would enhance the fluffiness. But fuck it. I don't have a, any kind of sifting device down here. Those are lair. a pain in the butt. I know. Fuck it. It's good enough. I'm well, I have, a su- I have a suggestion for when you get all of your dry ingredients together. Okay, I'm still working on the flour. I understand. Okay. 
there. I got the flour. Moving on to ingredient number two. But I don't want to give too much away because... <laughs> right. It's a secret scone. It's part of the intrigue. And, and we, we never even revealed, again, part of the uh, feedback from Sticks and Scones 1 was the fact that we made a big deal about what was mm-hmm. the scone. And we never revealed it. Well, Wasn't we, that on Instagram? I mean, yeah. I don't want to retread old yeah, territory. We did. Sure. <clears throat> we, you got to well, search out all the different avenues, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there it is. So if you are wondering, if you do not know what kind of scones they were, and you want to know. You want to If you're to a know. listener to this podcast, you want to know. You got to know, know this you. shit. It, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> Adam was very clever. Very, very clever. So go check us out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. How do they do that, Adam? I don't know. Really? <laughs> I think it's at you want to go to Instagram and do something. I'd search for Guttercast. That's all yeah, I can Instagram. tell you. Instagram.com/guttercast. Because it, it kicked me off of there. I don't really remember, but yeah, Instagram.com/guttercast. Oh look, you've been posting some stuff on here. Nice. Yeah, there's some stuff on there regarding tonight, or this is this uh, past things. Past things. We have the old country buffet on there. Yeah, hell yeah, we do. I'm That's not even nice. sure if I follow Guttercast on Instagram. I gotta <gasps> fix that immediately. Yeah, you gotta follow that bad boy. Yeah, um, I would just bow out right now. Take a minute. Let's stop. Do let's that. stop recording. Let's just take a moment <laughs> so Don can follow. Gutter. No, I, I'm I'm writing it on my pad. I will. I think, uh, you, I think you follow it. You commented on. Um, yeah, yeah, but I on, on on the most recent post here. So oh okay. I but, think you're uh, on there. I'm relieved. Anyway, that's how you find out. What flavor scones yeah. I baked last time. Yeah. The Old Country Buffet is, is one of the, like, spirit animals of this podcast now. <laughs> Ever since regarding, regarding Henry. Do they serve scones? No. 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 But, they, oh. but, but we, we've imagined what caviar night at the Old Country Buffet might be like. <gasps> That's not real. We've, we've theorized. Is that real? You, you got to go back and check out Regarding, Regarding Henry now, and you'll understand what we're talking <laughs> okay. about. Okay. Go, See, right. we're go pimping all their episodes. Yeah, go regard, regarding, regarding, Regarding Henry. Okay. And you'll know. All of your questions right. will be answered. Let's see. Moving on to dry ingredient number two. All right. Baking powder. So, sticks two, though. Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Read I'd love your, to... Well, I, I didn't... Do you want me to... However you want to do it, but I want to. I want to hear the here. first. I want to. I want you to want to put the first track on because when I played yeah, I'm gonna, it, I want to play the first track here a little bit. I had a very visceral reaction. Hopefully, this works. Does that work? Oh yeah, I can hear it. It's good shit. So there we are, track one. Strong intro mm-hmm. of sorts. As soon as I heard the vocals. And then it leads into this little guitar noodling. Yeah. Man. That is some noodling. So, all right. I feel like every member of the band got a chance to noodle in each of these songs. That's and this one is the guitarist's chance to noodle. Yep, that's one of Styx's greatest strengths. They definitely take turns noodling. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So here we are. This is the first track. Yeah. Track one on Sticks 2, originally released 1973, mm-hmm. entitled You Need Love. Yeah. It's a good album opener. I'll start with the positives. 
I'll give it a praise sandwich. This is what I do with my students. You give them a praise sandwich. You tell them something good, good, then you give them a critique, and then you end with something good. But I don't know if I have anything to end with good. But I said it was a good album starter. But as soon as those lyrics started, I just wrote, I'd rather hear yes, and all I can hear is yes. The band, yes. Interesting. See, I'm at such a classic rock deficit. The thing with me and yes Other is than that, like lone, Owner of a Lonely Heart, I don't know, I don't think I know another well, yes song. I grew, I grew up, when I was little, my dad That's played. That's their Mr. Roboto, by the way, Brett. Okay, see, good to know. Yeah, my dad played yes constantly, and my mom played Luther Vandross constantly. So those were my two, and Billy Joel. He's just but, a man uh, of the people, Don. He's just yes. of the earth. He's a real blue collar sort of guy. He can. Really I love Billy Joel. With, I mean, we can we can know, maybe do a Billy Joel podcast at some point. But the downtrodden. Um, I salt have of the a, earth. Yes, I'm very nostalgic when I hear yes. So I don't even know if yes is good. I just get warm and fuzzy when I hear it because I think of when I was little. But I that song yes is good. Well, once I heard that, I just started singing. I, I see all good people. The yes song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I looked that up, and that came out in 1971, two years before this album. So I said, well, this is obviously influencing You Need Love. It has to be. Which is, a, it's fine. That's what, that's what people do. They make music based on their influences. So what's the Yes song called you're talking about? I think the full title is I See All Good People. See All Good People. You know it, Brad. You'll know I've it. I've seen as- all good people. I've yeah, seen you- all good people turn their heads each day So satisfied I'm on my way No good? I don't think I know it. Oh. I'm listening to it right now in my headphones. But the thing with Yes is that they'll have like a... The first half of the song will be very poppy and then they'll change time signatures and then it'll be all dreamy, sweepy. Yep. You know. Yeah, Yes right. and Sticks, at least in my mind, do kind of get lumped up together a lot. Yeah. Sort of that prog rock... Yeah. Genre. Oh, I see this. Now that it's gotten past the intro, it is Stixy. Yeah. Or is Stix Yessy? Or or vice versa. Yeah, sure. I'll go with that. I won't. But like, yeah, cool. Well, Adam and I have had a lot of conversations like, what are other bands like Stix? Yeah. Because again, because of my classic rock, when I say classic rock, I guess I mean this particular type of classic rock, which I don't even know what the word is. I guess prog rock. But it's not even prog rock. It's like some subset of prog, prog rock. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the definition of prog rock. Brad. Maybe it is. Yeah, I guess it is. These are like the two poster children for prog rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean. That was your criticism, about, though? like, Kansas. That was my criticism, which I don't even think it's that harsh. It no. just made me think, like, oh, I'd. And, but then I stopped sticks on my on Spotify and then I immediately went to YouTube and I just played like five sticks or five yes songs. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, I mean if that's your criticism, I'll take and it. I, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. My my initial reaction on this cuz again because I don't have the vocabulary to say oh this reminds me of yes. Yeah. It definitely reminded me of something and the closest I could come to was like a song from the musical Hair. <laughs> I don't know hair that well. Yeah, I think the most like I know about hair, hair is the state like, is the state parody of it. Remember yeah, the hair, state when they did hair? You know, I don't actually remember the state doing a parody of hair, to be honest. That's like Strangely all I know. Strangely enough. But yeah, we had to watch hair in uh, film film class. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> 
But isn't but, that a musical? Uh, did they? Did is there a movie of it? Yeah, there's a movie of it oh. with uh, Treat Williams and nice. Beverly D'Angelo. Nice. And some other people that I know, like they're in lots of other movies, but I have no idea like who their names are or can even say what movies. It's just like, oh, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jeff Fahey, probably. Yeah, something like that. Some guy that always plays like a kind of like a prick guy who's either the prick good guy or the prick bad guy in a lot of movies. Um. Got the dry ingredients all whisked together, people. So I'm moving Good. right You're along. Oh, you whisked? Along. You whisked? That was going to be my suggestion for instead of sifting, you could just whisk everything together. Okay. It sounds like, I sounds did like it. you know what you're doing. So, well, Adam. Yes, Brad. What size whisk did you use? I did not use the tiny one. I used a medium-sized whisk. I'll take a picture and send it to you. All right. It's at least well, four times as big as the last one. Okay. So four times as big. So yeah, that's 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 crossing the border into medium size. I would probably say definitely, yeah. definitely. It's yeah. not huge, you know, but it's my go-to whisk. Yeah. Well, you know, you can put that picture on Instagram. I will. I'll the tiniest that. whisk used last time is also on Instagram. So how many whisks do you own? I have uh, three. Um, I have a very small one, and then I does, have two. Does the whisk attachment for the, the kitchen? I wasn't aid even count? thinking of that one. If that's the case, then I own four. I think I own eight whisks. Wow. Yeah. Whisk Central down there. That's Tons a lot of whisks. whisks. I think one of them was my mommy's. She left mm. it here, perhaps. So. Yeah. Maybe seven. I don't okay. know if I own that one. It's here. Possession's nine tenths of the law, right? Yes. So, eight. There's how many the- whisks? Brad, how many whisks do you own? You know, I don't even know. I want to say one. Yeah, you probably have to have one. That tiny one? Well, no, no I guess. come on. <laughs> no, I have a regular one. I was about to say, if you count that tiny one. Of course that, you count it. Well, that tiny one, I, I've never actually used to whisk anything. That doesn't that matter. A, that was like with like a wooden cooking play set that like my kids had. Oh, it's a play whisk? But I mean, it's literally made of metal and has a handle. Like you I could, could use that in your. You can make it. a little cappuccino at home. Yeah, a little swishy swish. A little swishy swish. Yeah, I I'd count it. All right. Yeah, so I would count. Yeah, I would count that for two sure. Whisks. All right. Yeah. I have right. too many whisks. Well, here's the thing. I had you know the tiny little whisk, which is my mommy's, mm-hmm. but then I had my own tiny little whisk for like. Whisking up one egg and the handle is a little egg, which I love Cute. it. Yeah, Cute. it's just for like one little egg. You don't want to use a fork. You know, it, it just works nice, but yeah. you don't want a huge whisk. So anyway, there's two. And then I had big whisk and medium whisk. Medium whisk is the one I'm using now. My favorite. So already I'm up to four. But then I have like sometimes I want a whisk in like my nonstick skillet. I can't even think of a reason why. I, oh, for like, I don't know, if I'm making like gravy or something, I'm going to keep whisking it, but I'm doing it yeah. in my nonstick. Well, I can't yeah. use the metal whisk in there. So now that I have like two, you know, rubber whisks, two, four, so that's already six. And then the KitchenAid one is seven. And then I think there's one other. Oh, there's a really heavy duty one I got one time. It's also metal. It's some fancy one, but I hate it. It's my least favorite whisk. Because at the bottom of it, where you the business end, mm-hmm. it's got like a giant, like circular piece of metal holding all the tines together. Yeah. But yeah. that circular piece like sticks like a quarter inch off the bottom of the whisk. So you're trying to like get down in the 
bowl and do a little scraping when you're whisking, but that metal ring prevents you from getting, like, you know, making contact with the bowl. Sounds like that whisk is not bringing you joy. I should get should rid, get of, rid it. of it. I, I should get rid of it. It's the most expensive one, too. It's like, I was really, I thought my whisk troubles were over. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the way it always works? You know what I mean? I think. And then I, here, here I was with my favorite medium whisk right there in front of me the whole time. And it's like, I'm sorry, buddy. Wow. Why did I, you know, I was always looking for greener pastures. <laughs> so you're right, Don. I will conmari the shit out of that whisk. You yes. have W-A-S, Adam. <sighs> whisk a- acquisition syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's a household <laughs> syndrome, though. I think it's contagious. Oh, here comes the coughs. <clears throat> oh, I thought I'm you bronchi- said coughs. bronchitis. No, I said here come the coughs. I was going to try really hard not to cough so loud, but you freaked me out. You know, it happens. We're all friends here, us and the listener. I was going to go flush the chronic down the toilet real quick. Thank you, dear listeners. <laughs> So when did you first, what is your first Sticks memory, Don? I mean, honestly. Here we go. Probably, honestly. Probably finding out that Adam liked Sticks when I met you guys. Jesus. And you were I like. I have no, I didn't know that Mr. Roboto was by Sticks. I, I didn't have any connection to them at all. All right, so you're in the same boat I was. Did you coerce yeah. her into saying that? Brad? No, no it's abs- It's absolutely true. Uh, I had no idea who they were. So here I we mean, have I a knew the song. In the wool I, yes, fan. Right. Yeah. Who'd never heard of Sticks. Yeah. And then when I was listening, not to retread, but when I was listening to Sticks and Scones 1, and you were talking about Damn Yankees, and then I said, oh, wow, that guy that was in Damn Yankees was a member of Sticks. That also, I never made that connection either. See, yeah, I, not, I didn't make that connection either. That's not um, that surprising. It took me, to me a while because that was way after Sticks' heyday and all. So, I mean, that's all right. Yeah, but I mean, that band was formed as like, look at all of these. It was like a super group, right? Because they had all yeah. and all I both had, of them. Oh, it's not more. It's not. It's more than. It wasn't more than uh, the Nuge and what's Tommy his face Shaw? and I don't know. know who else. That's all I know. I don't know who. Oh, else was I thought in there. there was. I mean, they, my own again. My only damn Yankees context is that MTV video. Sure, uh, that seemed enough. like it was their only song. Yeah. Can you take me high enough? That's my high enough rendition. You're welcome. Yeah. Beautiful. No, damn Yankees was indeed an American rock supergroup. Well, who else? It was consists it? of Tommy Shaw of Sticks, Ted Nugent of the Amboy Dukes. And Jack Blades of Night Ranger. Blades, right. Oh. Of course. I don't know who Night Ranger is. I'm sure I know a song or two, but I don't Sister know who they Sister Christian, are. blah, blah, oh, okay. blah, blah, blah. Their, uh, <laughs> their drummer was Michael Oh, old Sister Tartalone. Christian, blah, blah. Sister Christian, blah, 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 blah. James and I saw them together for free one time at Tussie Mountain and shit. Wow. Good times. Good times. Good times. Best of times, Brad. Are you going uh, to be able to hear my vocal there. if my Are you going to be able to hear my vocal if my laptop is uh, approximately eighteen f- inches from my mouth? Should I bring this closer to me? Oh crap! I'm moving on to the wet ingredients while you figure that out. Actually, no. I have to, I'm going to cut the butter into the dry. Cut the butter. I'm going to cut the butter, baby. How cold is your butter? I just took it out of the fridge right now. Okay. I didn't freeze it because I got to be able to like. 
you know, work with it a little bit. You can also grate your butter to incorporate it faster if it is frozen or very cold. That you could is a great grate it on I, a cheese grater. That's a great right on idea, top of though. the dry, and then just you know get in there with your fingers real quick. That's a great idea. Thank you. I didn't come up with it, but but my grater is upstairs. So do you know? So I'm down in the lair. Hmm. I'm learning so much about uh, damn Yankees here. Oh, are you reading their Wikipedia? Yes. In 1994, Ted Nugent revived his solo career and left Shaw, Tommy Shaw and Jack Blades. was like, see you later. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. But so Tommy Shaw and Jack Blades then wanted to keep the, the mojo going. And so they became their own duo called Shaw Blades. Oh. Yeah. They released an album in 1995. However, the problem was, you know... Alternative and grunge was just too big at the time. Oh, yeah. And the industry executives were like, fuck this. Yeah, and they didn't really get any support for the release. Yeah. No major single, nothing. So it just kind of languished in obscurity. But in 2007, Shaw Blades released another album. How about that? That's unfortunate. That's pretty crazy. How old were they at that point? I 82. Mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, Sticks, Shaw's still going with Sticks. They're still going... I won't. I won't say strong, because really, what's what's strong? Mm-hmm. Strong men will cry. Sometimes, you know, there's a band. <laughs> it's sometimes the band for there's its a band. Time and place. You know? Well, it's not really the band for its time and place either. <laughs> not in '95, it wasn't. Yeah, and not sticks today in 2016 either. Nope. <laughs> nope. But <laughs> here we are talking about them. Yeah, that's true. It's got to count for something. But we're really in their heyday here, which actually 73 was not their heyday, so I guess I should mention. No, oh, that wasn't their heyday. Well, not, not even close. So oh. can I, I'll attempt to explain okay. this as an outsider. All right. Mm-hmm. To the best of my ability. And then, Adam, you can grade me on my performance. I'll be busy grating this butter. Ooh, nice pun. Thank you. The, um, yeah, so this album originally came out in 73, and this, of course, has... This is a segue, too, to talk about track two on this album, Lady, one of their, like, you know, all-time most recognizable songs, probably, next to Mr. Roboto, at least. And, uh, but this came out in 73, and again, obscure minor band at the time, but then it was, like, later on, I want to say, like, in 1980, that Lady somehow got rediscovered, and uh, they re-released this out, and that was kind of their ticket to fame. That was their big breakout hit. That's and, interesting uh, because it is they such a 70s Sticks. song, sound-wise. Yeah, yeah and they released Sticks 2 then in 1980 under the title, the album title, Lady. Mm. So are you I ready could, for I me to... I way wrong. Great, <laughs> great, yeah. So how, tell me how good I did on that. Well, I don't want to be an ingrate for you attempting <laughs> to explain that, but they, the breakout for the song Lady came in, I want to say, 1975. So it was later, but it was only like two years later. Okay. And then that was kind of the impetus for like Sticks becoming a super group in the 70s. They had a like a four or five album run where they were on top of the world. And I got to say, a lot of that was probably sparked by Lady, like after the fact, becoming this, this wild hit. There was some DJ in some radio station in like Cleveland or something who played it, you know, a year or two later. And so the story goes, the switchboard lit up with people saying, oh, what's that song? Play it again. We want to hear it again. And that was kind of like 
the beginning of the snowball effect of that song becoming a wild hit. It was re-released under the name Lady in 1980, but that was when Styx's catalog, like they went back because their first four albums were under the uh, Wooden Nickel label. And then starting with Equinox, which was their fifth album, they moved over to RCA. So there, I don't know if there was some legal entanglements or something, but it took a while for RCA to get the rights to re-release the old Styx albums, which were Wooden Nichols' property. You always want to avoid the legal entanglements. You don't want any of that shit, you know? They're just artists, man. Just trying to do some art here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't play a little... Yep, there it is. You know, against my better judgment. Better judgment? I don't know if that's the right phrase. But just against... Despite yourself. Despite myself. Yeah. You know, well, I can I wrote, this rock, is an undeniably good song. song. You just can't... It's pretty yeah. great. It's pretty great. I know yeah. my opinion is basically worthless in this conversation because I'm a diehard sticks fan. Yeah. But Even their shitty stuff you like. Right, right. But this is... This is just, you can't even, you can't even argue with this song. Yeah. Like one of the defining hits of the 70s, I would say. Yeah. Was this on, um, was this on Freaks and Geeks? Yes, it was. Twice, I think, and I almost died when I saw that. So they probably got a little bump from that. Probably. Yeah. It was on, uh, so my daughter, you might know her, her name is Jules. She's I know Jules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know her. Mm-hmm. She's in on some like insane. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Kick right now. She's watched like nine seasons of it in the last two weeks or something. And Lady came on in one of the episodes a couple days ago, and that was like the best. Did she? And she I'm was sure like, she "Oh my it, right? god!" She's like, "There's Dad's song." Yeah, it's like it's my, it's not just my dad's song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. No, she 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 knew what it was, and uh, you know she knows. They lay some stinkers, but she can appreciate a good song, too. Well, the weird thing is, like, they have... Styx has this certain style. And in this album, they're still... They're working it out. They're still working it out. But again, you know, you think of the this You Need Love song. You know, like, Lady does have a lot of this Styx... Stixiness to it, like the whole, you know, like the whole band singing in the chorus and kind of this... Three-part harmonies. Yeah, this, um... I don't know what you call it. Like, a kind of, uh... Synth excursions. I, it's a, there's synth excursions, but also like the, the the way their delivery. It is kind of like a, a bit like rock opera y. Yes, Dennis is very operatic, especially. And, but like for Lady, it works. Why? Like it's a why great is that? Song and the song, like it doesn't feel like they're doing something that shouldn't be that way. Gotcha. Or maybe it's just such a good song, it doesn't matter. You but know, they're not like. Foisting some operatic vocals, like shoehorning it into a song. Yeah, it's where, not where like, oh, this is hard rock, and then they start all like going into a three-part harmony. You know, like <laughs> like it's just it just works. You're right. You know, and I think also though at the same time, I think Lady, it's just a good song. Like you could do a 1960s version of Lady. You could yeah. do a 2010 version of Lady. 
without the synth excursions. Why aren't you know, people with covering a different sound and it would still just be a great song. Like this is one of these things like strip it down to its acoustic roots. If you could have one band that's let's say you know has been, you know, pretty active in the last 5 to 10 years, cover Lady, who would it be? Who would you want to hear cover this song? Well, I'd have to think about that, but I'm I'm pro- it, it's probably likely that Yola Tango has done a cover of Lady at some point because See, that would be I'd pay buy that for a dollar. Yeah, certainly. I'm. I mean, I'm sure they've probably done this on like their WFMU uh, telethons and stuff. I'm going to go out on a limb. Oh boy! And say I would like to hear. It'd be cool if with a girl Lord singing to do this. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It would I be really you were cool say to hear a female voice sing this. Major Laser. No, no. Although that would be cool too. <laughs> That'd be cool. I was going to say Bon Iver, uh, but maybe that's a little safe. No, Bonner. I mean, that's what I kind of want to hear. I want to hear the stripped down, right, mm-hmm. quieter, gentler version of this. But I think that works better with a woman doing it. That would be cool. My, my. At first, I was going to say Lana Del Rey for some reason, and then I like switched over to now. Lord would be better. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. Well, they're both kind of in the same wheelhouse, right? Kinda. Kinda. In the same wheelhouse, but they're also like on opposite ends of the wheel. One going clockwise, one yeah, going counterclockwise. Going different directions. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's still in the same wheel. Still the same wheel. So what's the uh, so that's Lady, right? Right. And that's Lady. So Shaw Blades got together after the Nuge was like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Shaw and Blades were like, Hey, we're the backbone of this group. We don't need that guy. Right. They released an album in 95, but what's curious about that is since 1984, Shaw had been on the outs. Like, Dennis had gotten too megalomaniacal about everything, wanting to do too many mm. concept albums and rock operas. Everybody was getting pissed off. Shaw left. He couldn't take it anymore. So he'd been kind of out of the band for like 11 years since their live album, okay. Caught in the Act, in support of Kilroy was here. Featuring Mr. Roboto. But, um, so 95, Nuge leaves. He's with uh, Blades. But 95, they also get back together and release Sticks Classics featuring a re-recording of uh-huh. Lady. Featuring Lady. Tommy Shaw for the first time. Yes. The first time they recorded this, he was not in the band. He didn't join the band until 1975. Oh, wow. So th- so this album is is not Tommy Shaw singing at all? Correct. Yeah, he did not exist yet. This is like two he and wasn't a half born years. Yet. Pretty much. He, he was only like 5'1 at the time. He still had some growing to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Tommy Shaw does have a kind of baby face. He does. I could believe that he was about an embryo at this time, <laughs> and then they simply did some sort of like rapid aging gene therapy to get him ready, <laughs> to get him to like 14 years old so he could go on stage with sticks. In 75. I prefer rapid aging gene engagement. Rage. Wow. Okay. Wow. We, we're Did you invent that? Or is that real? No, right acronyms. now. I just made okay. that shit up right now. There was something called race, but I can't remember what that stands for. But that's not as fun as rage. No, rage is pretty good. Especially yeah. coupled with Tommy Shaw, who's pretty anti-rage. Yeah. <laughs> if you see him. So another interesting connection. So Tommy Shaw was in this band Shaw Blades made this album and while it didn't really like take off anywhere the title track from the album was heard 
in the hit movie Top Me Boy. Whoa. Fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. Huh. That's that's something. That is something. But pretty much after the album came out and, you know, Warner Brothers canceled a tour because I guess they were planning a tour to support it. And pretty much Warner Brothers just pulled all support, it sounds like. They're just like, fuck this. Bastards. This isn't, you know, Prodigy or Nirvana. Like, we don't want to do this. It's not Nine Inch Nails. I bet that was David Spade. He he strikes me as a Styx fan. Yeah. That was the David Spade influence. Adam Sandler is a huge Styx fan, too. Oh, okay. Hence so. the uh, featured stick songs in, I think it was Big Daddy. There's a lot of sticks going on. And I never I saw that one. I saw it mainly for the sticks. How are the scones? I got the dry ingredients all incorporated, kneaded together. I got some pea-sized chunks of butter. What I did, I didn't have my grater, so I cut the stick of butter in half, and then I thinly sliced it. Shaved it, yeah. Yeah, with my knife. Yeah. Figured that was a decent compromise. That's pretty good. Starting the wet ingredients now. I got an egg in there. Oh, there's wedding. Okay. Yep. Is that the only wet ingredient? No. You can't say. Nope. I'm not going to say any more, but there are others. But there are others. Yes. Okay. All right. Moving right along. So after, yeah, so after Shaw Blades' 1995 album kind of didn't go anywhere, they just went back to their respective original brand, Sticks and Night Ranger. So. Right. They they gave it a good try. They They did. Time was against them out there, the mid-90s. And then Shaw was kind of back with them starting in, you know, after, yeah. I guess, he and Jack Blaze's album tank. Like, he was back in the band. Right. Well, you say that Ta- that that Dennis kind of, his, his ego kind of pushed Tommy out. Right. But at the same time, Tommy was here rocking it, take me high enough with, with Nuge and Night Ranger and everybody, like... He wasn't, uh, are you sure that maybe that's just the the story they tell, trying to vilify this guy, Dennis DeYoung. Vilify Dennis or vilify Tommy? Vilify Dennis, because Tommy went out, you know, he was was actually big shit. He was bigger than Sticks. For a little while, he was. I think the, the thing was, it was the Roger Waters effect, though, where, like, you know, Roger Waters and David Gilmore in the same band, like, Jesus, how do you fit those two egos in a room, right? Yeah. And then, you know, somebody's always going to kind of get the upper hand. So Waters kind of had that upper hand because all of a sudden, fucking wall, right? Huge double album, concept album, World War II themes of, you know, my father left. Lots of, uh, you know, growing up an orphan and all this crap. It's basically a huge concept album about struggling with the depression caused by losing your father in the war. So that was 79, and it's like, holy fuck, we just did all of that, you know, double album. We had this huge fucking tour. There's infighting in the band. They basically kicked Rick Wright, their keyboard player, out of the band before they went on tour. But then they were like, oh, we need you for the tour, so you're not a part of the band. We'll just pay you a day rate to come on tour with us and play the keyboard because they didn't feel like... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they didn't feel like he had contributed enough to the album. Meanwhile, the keyboard shit in that album is the best. It makes it. Anyway, the tour was so much production, it lost copious amounts of money, and he's the only fucker that made money off of it because <laughs> he was wow. getting a day rate. So it's like, fuck you. So after all of that, right, 1980 rolls around, or 81, I forget what, 
and Roger Waters is like, hey, guys, you know what we should do? We should do a concept album about World War II and, like, losing your parents. Which they did, and it's called The Final Cut. And after that, they were just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. So I think Dennis was having a little Watersy period there between Paradise Theater and then Kilroy was here. And he wanted to do all this concept shit. And, you know, Tommy and JY just want to rock and roll, baby. They just want to rock. So I think that's what was going on. JY definitely wants to rock. He does. Tommy will do some ballads, but JY doesn't give a shit about any ballads. Look, look up his album City Slicker, you know? No ballads on there. Or Raised by Wolves. He had two solo albums. The title alone, Say No More. <laughs> yeah. Right. Raised by Wolves, for Christ's sake. Oh, there we go. So, speaking of rocking out... I wrote this as a half-and-half half song. Here's a very... Unrocking uh, yes. song. Yes, definitely a half and half. I know exactly what you mean by that. Now that you connected the yeah, okay. This part right here, for like just a few seconds, it reminds me of like uh, like you just walked into a party. Let me be flowing through the jasmine in my mind. Like a little bit. Again, I don't have the touchstones from the 70s to relate this to anything. Is that Seals and Croft? Summer yes, Breeze? that's yes. what that is. I did it. Hey, guys, you're going to have to carry this. I forgot my spatula. i got to go get my spatula. All right, go get your spatula. Be right back. Are you going to Spatula City? Yeah, but it won't take long. It's right down the street. Carry on without me. You're going to be right. fine. Okay. I know you can do it. All right, we'll do it. Yeah, so this song is called A Day. Yeah. Which is like... The- a shitty I was title. trying. I was trying to listen to the lyrics and think about what they were trying to say. And this one, I just couldn't get anything out of it. Yeah, it's like From eight the minutes title long. To the, yeah, it's I like mean, if eight you, minutes. If you skip ahead just, to like halfway, it, it turns into a, a more rock song, which is yeah. what I meant by half and half. Right. Right. Yeah. It just kind of g- goes on too long. It's a good background song. I mean, you've you've started the album. You're three songs in. Yeah. Here's like the little. R- more rocky part, I guess. Yeah. But even this part is like, I don't know, sticks to me. Again, not having the touchdown. It's always like a little off. Mm-hmm. Back. Like even this part, it's like, okay, there's, it's like, a, okay, I can hear the guitars, but like, what's with that like rhythm part? Yeah, where's this bum, going? Bum, 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 bum. Like, it's like, just kind of like, okay, that's it's like just- a weird thing to do. That's for the uh, the rhythm section's now going to get their noodling chance. Yeah, I guess. It's not mm-hmm. the best choice. I don't like that section of the song. Yeah. It's like you had something good, you know, pretty good there, and then you kind of ruined it. Yeah, I, I just don't like any of it, to be honest. I like the atmospheric stuff. That It's what I like about it. It's like there's a really wide stereo field. It's a lot of separation. I just think um, it, it made me think of, like, being at a party. What kind of party? This, like a um, crocheting party? A party no, where they're I'm, smoking banana peels? Yeah, I'm thinking about like <laughs> my younger days parties. Not I don't I mean I don't go to parties anymore, but like ice cream cones and You walk into a party, you don't really know anybody. So it's like a scene from a movie. This is yeah, it's very cinematic. Which then, I mean I that happened to me a few times in my life. It was pretty sure. cinematic, but And the guy with the crazy hair and the headband comes rollicking up to you. Hey man, try some yeah, of man. this. Yeah. Cool. And his name was Brad. 
<laughs> if only I had the chance to party with you guys in college. Um, yeah, I guess it didn't. Shit. Didn't happen. That's kind of a bummer, man. I know. But you partied with us like right after college, which was practically the same thing. Practically the same thing, right? Uh, Maybe. I mean, no. yeah. One, two, three, high street, Brad. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I'm thinking about is the really crazy stuff. I've heard if you're stories. getting into You Better Ask, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't I want to spend a lot of time on this because I just wrote nope, period. <laughs> Yeah. I had no, I had no time yeah, for this all one. At I all I wrote, all I wrote for you, better ask, is generic stuff. I just wrote nope. Here, so let's hear some of this nope. Okay. Oops. Let's try that again. Like, what is this? It's just gross. It's just not good. It's completely incongruous it's with a, the rest of the album. It's a curiosity it's, is what it is. Yeah. Like, maybe they thought this would be radio-friendly or something? Mm, perhaps. Like, maybe there was other songs like this at the time that have long been forgotten, at least by me. I don't think so, but... I don't think there's anything else like this in 1973, or or since, for that matter. Or since, yeah. I don't know. It does. There is a thing like it. What? Like it is some archetype. What of song? I, really? Like I can I can hear it in my mind. I mean, yeah, it's not coming completely out of left field, but on this album, it's coming completely out of left field. But completely. I've definitely heard that like guitar, like let's get down and you know. Boy, I'm not. I can't picture it. Yeah, like the whole like. I, I wish woke I could up think of in the morning and I took my head. I said it on my side and I did a living day. Dragged the comb across my head. Yeah, like it's something like that. Yeah, it did come. I'm way downstairs like that. and had a cup. And looking up, I noticed I was late. Kind of like I that. I don't know if I want to compare. <laughs> I don't know if it's like that. <laughs> Like, well, that's know, kind of what you were doing just there, Brad. A little bit. I was kind of be- halfway between that and uh, Mr. Belvedere theme song. <laughs> it's, how, it's, how, it's, how it, it's how it came out. I don't Street know that song theme song. Never mattered oh. before. <laughs> Who cares if you drop kick your jacket as you walk through the door? No one glared. Let's do yeah. a mashup of that. It's like a rock version of that song. No, Sanford and Son. Yeah, Sanford and yeah, Son. Yeah, I know, I know that all, one. Add them all together in the blender, and that's what we got here. A huh? day in the life, Mr. Belvedere, Sanford and Son, and you get this song. Here's the thing: I don't like this song. It's one of the ones I would skip when I would listen to Sticks too, especially yeah. coming right on the heels of A Day, which I really enjoyed, except for the middle noodling part, which was kind of stupid. But I really liked A Day because it's very. Again, not a lot like it in Sticks Land, so it's good for that. It's refreshing for like the presence and the atmosphere it created. That wide stereo feel, guitars over here, some little uh, you know toms coming from left side to right side. I like what they did. This comes on; it's stupid, but there's something about. So maybe this is where I can get behind what you guys are saying. There's something about the guitar tone where they started. To become the sticks of like Come Sail Away, The Grand Illusion, that stuff. I can hear it start to mature a little bit. Say what you will about the song, it's stupid. I don't like it, but there's something about the guitar. But they sound. needed it. 
They needed to travel through that song right. to get to their later hits. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. I, I'll, I mean, I'll take your word for that. I'm not the sticks of file enough to really well, just the comment guitar, on just, that. The, just listen to it. There, like it's, there was a cleanness to it where sticks one was so dirty. You know, it yeah. just kind of sounded, had a little more lo-fi and grunginess to the tone. And this, like they're starting to get like that clean. As stupid as it is, like the sound of it. Right. Well, the thing is, I like the sound of Sticks One better, I think. Well, so do we, because it's more like hard rock. Yeah. But, like, if you go now, go four years into the future and you've got Man in the Wilderness or Come Sail Away, like, you know, fooling yourself. I like that. Objectively, that's better than any of this other stuff, even though, you know, if you're a diehard Sticks of File or whatever. You're going to be like, no, like me, like Serpent's their best album or whatever. But really, that's like saying Piper at the Gates of Dawn is the best Pink Floyd album and not whatever, Dark Side of the Moon. You know, it's like, well, you're just being anti. That's stupid to say that. Right. You've just, you've lo- you've gone so deep into it. You, right, can't, you can't no longer see, can't, see it for what it is. Right. You can't see the truth anymore. You're too far down. Yep. Exactly. So. So we don't need to spend any more time on that one. No. Yeah. All right then. But who's in the mood for a little Johan Sebastian Fuck? I am. So is Dennis it's the just Young, a apparently. Fugue. A little fugue. Yeah, it's just a little fugue. It's a little fugue. It's a little fugue. Little fugue in G. That's it. I wrote spooky question mark. It Dennis? is kind of spooky. I don't think it was meant to be. I think it's just like, you know, over the centuries. Dennis likes the, his... The, the, the meaning has been lost. Dennis I likes kinda his like, classic I wanted to put this stuff. on a loop a la Epic Sax Man at our sure. next gathering and just see how long we can listen to it. Well, it is a one minute and 18 second long clip, so it's a little more maybe... It's, yeah. ...listenable than Epic Sax Guy, which I think is about a seven second clip maybe. Now it's really getting into it. But, you know, this also serves to lead into the next song pretty well. Yeah. And they recorded this song in, I want to say, St. John's Cathedral in Chicago. They were really going all out. They were. Like, in a lot of ways, this is like their first real album. Yes. As we discussed, the first one is almost all covers, except right. for, I think, like, one song. Like, two songs. What has come so between that, us and Best and Yeah, so that was really just them, like... And I guess not covers, but they were written by other people right, for right. them. Like, the label was just like, here's the songs you're going to do. Or here's the writer who's going to work with yeah, you. Yeah, we hired like, this, we bought this song on spec from this writer. All right, now it's transitioned into Father O.S.A., this is another one that I wasn't a big fan of. And here's the up, that I've, I've really come around to. Well, this is so sticksy to me. Like oh, yeah. this keyboard part, like. Yep. We still have the organ back there. Yeah, yeah. the organ and this, like, kind of long again, so rock opera y. This is. I, th- just, I thought this was really good, and I wondered if this was like their. Um, you know, if you if you saw them live, they would encore with this song or something. This feels very encore-y to me. I've seen them four times. They've never played this song. The only song they've ever played off this album is "Lady." Really, this is like such a torch song. I feel like this would be I such love a it. good it's great. I think concert it was the torch, closer. Torch song 
of this album and of the sticks of this era because it's what they had as a torch song. Right. But they then spend the next 20 years writing almost nothing but, <laughs> but torch, torch songs. Oh, so yeah. this gets, like, forgotten, I think. Yeah. I think it's, but, I think it's good. But that's what I mean. Like, this is just... Um, this is just the sticks. You know, this is the sticks that I... that I, This is the classic sticks that I just love to hate. Or maybe I hate to love. I don't know. What do we think the OSA stands for? But it has a musical for. viewpoint. I don't know, Don. I've... Well, I was listening to the lyrics and it was like ta- talking about their father being an old sad man, and I was like, "Oh, right. old sad man," but that's OSD. I mean, OSM. Old sad asshole. So old, I was old sad androgen. Androgen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Old sad androgen. That has to be old it. sad android. His father was a robot. Oh. Old, old sad androgyny. Yeah, I don't know. What I was would... his father's name? Maybe it was like Andrew. It's old, sad Andrew. This is going to have to be a revisit. I don't. We, or we could just sit here and you know Google guess. It. It's fun to guess. I think. Yeah, I'm googling it now, but I should be baking. Really? Well, I don't think there's an answer. Even Google doesn't know this one. I'm going to have to buy Chuck Panazzo's autobiography. Maybe it's in there. I doubt it. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's an important chapter of his life. Well, what it OSA is because for. it's their second album. It's what, you know, gave him his whole life is sticks. Yeah, it's true. It's made him who he is. And this is when, you know, it was still kind of the Panazzo Brothers and Dennis and JY show, you know, and they knew each other as kids growing up. So, like, I think there's a good chance this might be in there. They were always palling around, which we'll kind of get a little glimpse into, I think, is the next track. I'm not looking at the track list, but... Earl of Rose I don't have Lynch. anything yeah I don't have anything written for that and I don't remember why well maybe you were just so into Father OSA with your lighter up in the air that I did have my lighter in the air for sure you just couldn't even go on maybe just stopped right there because what comes after well I don't want to go too far ahead there's nine songs and we're on se- song six yeah but here's the thing the ninth song in Spotify is not actually on this album and I don't know why it's there <gasps> Oh, unfinished song. Correct. So where is the unfinished song in their discography then? It's always a little bit of a mystery. So there's only eight songs on this album. Yeah. Well, a day is really long. So It's like not that or, long, is it? Eight or nine it's eight, minutes. It's eight minutes. How long are albums? 30 this post-album world, I've forgotten what's a reasonable album length. 33 to 45, I would say. 33 okay. being a really short album. Yeah, well, this is 37 minutes, so including unfinished song. Yeah, so this is a so short really be 34. album. It is a short album. Yeah. Okay. But again, they were just starting out. They were just like... Just feeling their way. They're making yeah, their they way. Yeah, they like... They were just struggling to get enough material together to, to release something. The only way they know how. You making know? your way in the world today. It takes everything you've got. I started watching that. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. I love it. I remember liking it a lot when I was a kid, and I'm sure if I watched it now, it would make so much more sense to me as yes, an adult. it absolutely does. And It's, it's on Netflix, correct? Uh, or Hulu, one of the two. Okay. Well, we're getting rid of Hulu. Uh-oh. Why? The only thing that we use it for, well, Max uses it to watch Ren and Stimpy. But we've uh, we've got him the Ren and Stimpy season one and two DVDs for Christmas, which is really all you need for Ren and Stimpy. I see. 
I mean, uh, there's so tons of, of Hugh Lou. Tons of classic shows there, you know? Mm. You could go down the 60s and 70s rabbit hole with the, you know, what's happening. You got no. uh, Gilligan's Island you could be watching. Oh, I would never choose that. I don't know. That's another one that Jules watched a couple years ago for some weird reason, and she loved that it. That is very weird, yeah. I think there's an age where you just eat that shit up. Yeah. Maybe. I think we well, talked Max about is, this in I mean, Max episode, is nowhere near yeah. as old as Jules, but Max's favorite shows are older shows, like Ren and Stimpy. Um, now I can't think of any, but most of the cartoons that he really identifies with huh. were ones from when I was younger, and I, I show them to him, and he's super into them. But, I Jules mean, is, Ren and Stimpy is classic. Jules is watching uh, Daria recently, too. I missed I missed Daria for some reason. Never really watched it. I, I think we were slightly it. too old for Daria. We were too old for it by that point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just on the border. Yeah, probably two or three years. Yeah. I got to make another run. I forgot another ingredient. I can't tell you what it is. I'll be back in All right. 60 seconds. Okay, go. I bet it's raisins. When he comes back, I'm yeah. going to lay the truth about Unfinished Song on him. Is this a, an opinion of yours, or is this something that you found in research? No, this is just the, in the question of where it where it belongs in the design. Oh, okay. All right. That wasn't even 60 seconds. That was like 10 seconds. I went to the satellite pantry. Oh, wow. All right. Whisk is done. Is it shredded coconut? Nope. Okay. Maybe. I mean, it's not like you're going to tell me, so I don't know why I'm bothering to guess. Could be that. I mean, I'll tell you what. When I think of scones, I always go sweet. I would never think to make a savory. Whew. Well, I'm full of surprises, Don. All right. I am folding the wet ingredients into the dry. Okay. I'm going to take my NyQuil. Cheers. Go for it. NyQuil scones. That might be interesting. Cherry. Oh, oh, that tasted good, even on this end. Woo! Cherry I've been taking flavor? a lot of Nyquil. Or original weeks. Cherry. Okay, that goes down. So, a little so easier. pretty soon you're just gonna kind of like your head's gonna go forward. You're gonna hear it like bang on the microphone. <laughs> and we'll I'd just say we got about out. 25 minutes left in me. All right. Well, I can get this shit in the oven. I we all, we it. yeah we have like. Uh, or we can just ride it have... ride out my Nyquil uh, stupor and just see what comes out. Yeah, that's true. It might make for some compelling programming. <laughs> so, Unfinished Song. Oh, yes. It's supposed to be on Man of Miracles. But it was not in Man of Miracles until the 1980 reissue. Right. So, where did it live before Previously? That? Yeah. I don't know. But apparently... So, what about the song Best Thing? Sticks one. Oh, what you're right. That's where that came from. Why? Well, the original Man of Miracles release had Best Thing as track number six. See, they were, I don't know See, what they were doing. fucking around they're with it. They were fucking around with the catalog. And then, but then when they re, re then when they released it again, they replaced Best Thing with Lies. Ugh. And then when they re-released it a third time in 1980, they replaced track six with then Unfinished Song. So track six was, was a rotating roster of songs based on what release you get. Of I, Man of Miracles. Why? It's like, why were they doing that? <sighs> I just spilled something. Uh-oh, can you tell us what? No. No, I can't. I mean, it makes me wonder if Unfinished Song was actually probably recorded in the same sessions of this album, and that's why they ultimately place it here. Maybe. In these, like, 
in these new configurations. Could be. Because they were just screwing around, putting different songs on this uh, Man of Miracles album. Here, let me check what Man of Miracles has on Spotify. Yeah, it has Lies. Nice. Which would make sense. Nice. Because if you did Best Thing, that would be a throwback and Unfinished Song. So that's the one kind of original song. Anyway, after Father OSA... What do we got? Some Earl of Roseland. Starting this is kind of uh, with You Better Ask in terms of... That same guitar tone. Neener, 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 neener. Yeah, this is... This sounds... This reminds me again with my limited vocabulary... This reminds me of the Who. This reminds me of like yes. a song from Tommy. Yes, the rock opera. That's very yeah. That? Mm-hmm. It's That's very very, very Tommy esque. It's like mm-hmm. some really shitty the Who. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone said, "Quick, band on the stage, improvise a Who song really quickly." All right. Yeah. Dum 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> he just boiled down the who into five there notes. There it is. Okay. I just did it. <clears throat> yep. Oh, boy. I think I fucked up here. Well, you never know. Maybe your uh, errors will lead to a wonderful discovery. I doubt it. So that's enough about Earl of Roseland. How about I'm going to make you feel it? But that's two oh, songs boy. in a row, though, where we don't know what the title is referencing. Like, who, who the title. Row, we don't know who the title is referencing. Mm-hmm. You got Father OSA, then you got this mysterious Earl of Rose. Yeah. Which must be some character from their childhood, either real or imagined. Yeah, the Earl of Roseland, it is a very proggy title, though, at the same time. There's not nearly enough uh, time signature changes to justify that title. Yeah, that's true. You got that. You're right there. No, it's pretty straightforward in that way, isn't it? God. Guys, it's a disaster. I gotta take a picture. There's scone everywhere. Did you forget your leavening agents? What's happening here? No, it's just the spill, but I'm like, I'm tethered to my laptop, so I'm like, despite... Oh my rage! Did you spill on your laptop? I'm oh. a rat in a cage right now. Shit, Adam! What? What? Well, the battery's on your love. Oh shit! <laughs> oh no, my god! I'm it's... good on that. Hang on. Oh god! Oh, good on the transmitter. God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> no, I'm good on both. I'm full. I'm full on both. Okay. <laughs> 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 That lavalier is the bane of my fucking existence. <laughs> but it's not letting us down tonight. So no, that's it's good. good. It's just when I get cocky and I think these double A batteries are probably fine. Oh boy. But no, I put fresh ones out of the pack in there. And I did check one other time since we've been recording. Good. On my own okay. without prompting. Excellent. Yep. Well, yeah, so uh, I'm going to make you feel it. No, you didn't even write a note for that one, Don? Oh, I wrote, I wrote some things. Oh, I want to yeah, hear so all about this. What do you think of that this. one? Um, I said that it sounds aggressive, 
the title <laughs> sounds aggressive. I was as a female, I I, I felt some aggression, uh, yeah. and I wrote different singer question mark. But now that you've told me that it's just one guy, it's just the vo- the singing sounds very different on this one than the other ones. But yes, maybe that's just him trying to be a tough guy for for no, a girl. This is curious. You say that because this is JY singing now. Oh, okay. So Mr. it is a different singer. Mr. Rock and Roller. What's he have against women? Does he not know how to talk to them? or No, he wants them to feel it. Okay. Well. <laughs> I mean, you want to feel might it, wanna... right? I mean, yeah, but I, I don't want to be Basically, that's what he's saying. to that way. He's going to make you feel it. Well, he's not really, you know, he's not face-to-face I don't know. I just, talking with you. I just felt some aggression. That's all I'm going to say. Everybody wants to feel it, don't they? I don't want to not feel it. Right? You want to feel it? You just don't want to talk about... Well, no, no, no. What's it? I mean, I just felt like, uh, you know, it was a bit much for me. Towards the end of the album, I was like, you know, they were playing Lady, these nice songs. And then at the end, it was like, <laughs> I'm going to make you feel it. And I was like, yeah. whoa, buddy. Every time you get the... <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. What I will say is this, the writer of this song is credited as DeYoung. And why did he let JY say? He's like, I can't. I'm the ballad guy. You got to sing this right. bullshit I wrote. It, <laughs> I don't want to be a dick. You yeah. be the dick. <laughs> yeah, they they do say in the this it, this album, Six Two is noteworthy, for it's the only Six album to not feature material written or co-written by guitarist James J.Y. Young. Huh. What do you know about that? So, but But he did get to sing one, so... Yeah, I mean, I'll take your word for it that that's him. Yes, it's him. I mean, I trust your your knowledge on this. Yep. But yeah, it is like, so I'm going to say, yes, it is like, it's very unsticks. Definitely. It's very JY, but it's very unsticks. I guess. I mean, JY maybe in tone, musical tone, I don't know. Heavy metal poisoning, come on. You got to listen to Heavy metal JY. poisoning? Yes. It's way in the future, so... Are you, so you're being facetious, right? <laughs> no, that's that's a song that J.Y. wrote for Kilroy was here. Yes. Well, I only know the the live like version of that. Turn that music down. Mm-hmm. That song. Yeah. Okay. You got good. it, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy. That's right. Hey guys, these scones are going in the motherfucking oven. Yay! Awesome. So what I'll say about um. I'm going to make you feel it. Aside from the notion of like... The casual misogyny. Yes, the casual misogyny, exactly. <laughs> the, the just the, it was that was so prevalent back then, as we've discussed in so many previous episodes. In 1973, that's just good, clean fun, Don. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um, but, you know, aside from that, <laughs> it is like, it does kind of, at least sonically... It does harken back to the previous album in the way that it's kind of like more classic rocky than sticks in some way, just more straight up rock, I guess. Yeah. But there's also an intangible limpness to it. Wow. An intangible, which is, you know, kind of ironic because he wants you to feel (laughs) it. Right. And it's flaccid. So. Shit. Where's the limpness coming from? The lyrics? No, the I think just the way the song the is put vibe? together. Let's Here, hear a little bit of it. Let's play it again. Yeah, right. Or maybe play it at all. Yeah. All right, so it has this kind of generic opening. 
that goes on for way too long. Another sticks hallmark. Yeah, I'm not sure why I thought about the limpness. It's just like... They're trying too hard, Brad. Maybe it's like they're trying too hard. I think they're trying too hard. And it's still a little... Yeah, like it just doesn't go. Like, they're they're acting like this song is a 10 when it's really a... 5.7. I can't even give it a full-on six. Basically, that's what I said. I mean, that's not a very good lyric. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just in case you didn't get it the first time. He's just doing a little recap. It's not exactly what he said. Basically, it's what he said. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gist. You get the gist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Essentially, it's the things I kind of said. <laughs> but this is not as not as unlistenable as "You Need Love." Oh, I no, I I I would listen to "You Need Love" totally unprompted by this podcast. I would put that song on. So back back when you were so ignorant, you know, yeah, like a couple mm-hmm. days ago, foolish yeah. foolish Dawn from a week mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. who knew nothing. And then you put Sticks 2 on, You Need Love comes on, and you were thinking, boy, this is shitty. But little did you know that soon you'd be confronted with I'm Gonna Make You Feel I never thought that. No, I never thought that song was shitty. Oh, wait, which one did you say was shitty? I said don't... uh, You better ask. I'm sorry. You better ask. I said, no, I have no time for that one. You better ask. Sorry. Yeah. But still... You didn't realize the depths. But yeah, I don't know which if that's I don't know which one's worse, that one or this one. I think this one's worse. This one's worse because because of the the, This one made me listen long enough to get to the lyrics. Whereas the other one I just wanted to immediately skip it. So you better ask is worse then. Mm, I guess so. Wow. See to me close call. This is It is a close call. I agree that that intro goes on too long, but maybe that's what they needed to pull you in, then they could hurry hurry up and uh assault you with their See I hate misogyny. This song. I think this song is the worst. Can't stand it. It's pretty bad. I've never listened to it. Like, ugh. This song and this is on. the this is the album Ender? Yeah. That's so bizarre. Curious choice, huh? I would have I mean Unless you well, put like unfinished. If you song have to keep that there. on there. Yeah, if you have to keep I'm gonna make you feel it on here. Really, I would normally have ended you with, would like hide this in the middle somewhere. You know? Yes, definitely. So people, yeah. you know, it's like you're gonna remember the first song and the last song mostly. You don't want people going away with the taste of "I'm gonna make you feel it" in their Oof. mouth, not to be Oof. too explicit. Yeah, you know, or maybe it's just you know they. I could see why they might have put it here. It was the it was the least bad place to put it. Because you don't want to break up the like Prague, yeah. It just shouldn't like, even be Father on. It's OSA just such a an Earl of Roseland. It just it's shouldn't a, be on here. It should be a B side of some other thing that nobody has to listen to if they don't want to. Yeah, I mean, it could just be filler. They're just like, we need another song to put this album out. Yeah, we got we got two hours. Come on, do something. Yeah, or even if they're just yeah, like, this well, just came out of the studio. Yeah, or <laughs> this was like a throwaway from Six One, where they're like, yeah, we're not going to put this on that album. But yeah. without it, the album's only 31 right. minutes long. So they're like, so. let's put this on this one, yeah. Right. 
So do we want to do we want to talk about unfinished song? Well, since we're using Spotify's albums, right? Yeah, we might as well. So we have to. I don't remember this. I have to even reacquaint myself with it. Oh. This bizarreness. I mean, they should have worked harder to finish this song and put this on the album. Yeah. (laughs) Put some drum noodling in there and make that track eight. You know, this is kind of like a weird... This is like a... This is kind of like sticks, but like... No, maybe not. I don't know. This, yeah, this is like, I don't know. It's like, it's it's simultaneously out with it, Brad. Very Jesus. much like a Dennis DeYoung song, but it's also just like we talked about. Like it's in the same wheelhouse, but it's going in an opposite direction. What like, do you mean? Like, who, who does this song sound like? It sounds like someone. I can't quite put my finger on it. Like, it's like, take a stick song, but remove the rock opera-ness and add the more kind of like... I don't know, what is it? Billy Joel a little bit or something to it? I can weirdly yeah, it's, it's definitely more that. ballady. Yeah. But I'm with Don. They should have just finished this song. <laughs> so this song was weird for... When me. did this... Was this like... Um, did Spotify just throw this on there? Or was it around the same time as this album? Well, it's around the same time. But when my brother and I... You might know him. His name's David. When we were growing up, this song was hard to find. Mm-hmm. Like we had all Sticks albums, right? But we had some wooden nickel versions of the old ones, RCA versions, you know, it's like and it doesn't it seems like we couldn't always have access to this song. We'd look through the albums and it'd be like, What the fuck? I thought it was on this album. Now it's not where was it? I thought it was here. I thought it was on Man of Miracles. Then it's not there. Maybe this is a different Man of Miracles. So like were I really love this on, song. Uh, were you playing these on tapes or vinyl or what? Mostly cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Um but so, yeah, we didn't, like, I didn't get to listen to this that much. I didn't, like, always have it. We had every stick song, except this one wasn't always able to be grasped. So now, it's like a little treasure. Imagine a new yeah. song from your favorite artist that, like, you've only heard, like, ten times in your life. I'm like, holy shit, there it is. I can listen to it whenever I want now. I love this. It's yeah. like a little rediscovered treasure for me. That's nice. Yeah, it's very nice. I was thrilled, but I'm still like, why the fuck's it on Sticks 2? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, it sounds like you needed Man of Miracles, but you had to make sure you got the 1980 reissue. Right, but then you didn't want in the order reissue, to get unfinished because that's song. called Miracles and it's got the stupid artwork. But then you get unfinished, an unfinished song for your trouble. Right, right, that's right. But no wizard on there, you know, manipulating the solar system. It's a much cooler album cover than the stupid whatever pastel shit. Never understand that pastel shit. But they were really, yeah, pumping this out because Sticks Two was nineteen seventy three. Seventy three was a busy year for them. Serpent is seventy three. Serpent Man of Miracles is seventy four. Right. And then Equinox is seventy five. Yep. So they're just coming out. Yeah. Crystal Ball seventy six. Seventy six. Grand Illusion seventy seven. Pieces, Pieces of eight. Pieces of eight seventy eight. Cornerstone seventy nine. Paradise, Paradise 81. Finally, there's like a two-year gap there of some some level. Well, that was their co- first concept album. Yeah. So they had to really make sure they nailed it. Yeah. And then Kilroy was here. That And then it's all done. <laughs> it's done before we get to that point. We I can't wait that. to get to Kilroy was here. We pretend only, that doesn't exist. Only because, well, you know, it's probably the sticks that I know the most. But because also of Caught in the Act. Because of Caught in the Act, which was the live version of that With the little album, movie in the front. With Jonathan which, Chance. That was my introduction to Sticks. Robert you realize. Charles Kilroy. And I was... Well, I'll say this about those names. Side note. I recorded a little uh, movie last weekend. What? With my daughter. You might know her. Her name is Julie. And her I know friend, her. Her friend, you might know her. Her name is Angelina. I know her, too! They love to make like little little fun movies with the iPad, you know. That's awesome. I love that. And they're always, you know, they get really and they get really into it. And you know, sometimes they ask me for help. They need like an extra actor or they need someone to like, you know, operate the camera while right. they're doing their thing. I know that all t- those limitations all too well. And we uh so we worked together on a movie for a couple hours last weekend and it was a story of a rock band. Oh shit. A Dude, glam rock band, nonetheless. You're killing me here. I want to see this put thing. this out. And I was, my name, I, I, so my character was named Kilroy. Oh, yes. Did and you come up with so that? So I picked the name Kilroy. Okay. And then An- Angelina picked the name for her character. And she picked the name Johnny Chase. No. And I huh. was like, well, you know, maybe you should be Johnny Chance. I think that might be cooler. And she's like, no, I like Johnny Chase way better. So so close, but like wow. just bizarrely, I don't know if that's stuck somewhere in her subconscious or what. But wow, wow, yeah. Well, how how would it? How would she? Yeah, I don't know how how a youngin like that would have any clue. But that would have been. I mean, she does listen to Alice Cooper, so I guess she yeah. does know some of the classics. Contemporary of Sticks. Yeah, I want to see this movie. So well, I. we have to figure out how to get it off the damn iPad. Ugh. We're in one of those. I know. Like you have to email it to yourself, basically. We, but like you can't put it in the cloud. You, you, what do you mean you can't email it? To because yourself? you go to iMovie on the iPad, yeah, where where it was edited, yeah, and you say um, share. Okay, export this, right? And it says there's not enough room, motherfucker. Right. You want to email it? So I want to delete something oh, to boy. do it. And but I can't delete anything because it's all the movie, the raw footage of the movie. If you delete that, it's like, oh, I can't find the pieces of this movie. To, it, you're, it's like a catch twenty two. You can't. They never that put this up. in the. Uh, they never put this in the Apple commercials. No, you right. never put See this, this part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't you back it up and then get it like on a on your iMac or something on your laptop? 
It seems, I mean, I, so I have not tried very hard to get this movie off. I had this problem like a year ago and it was fucking insane. I spent days on it. Like you could, I was able to get all the source material and the iMovie project file off the iPad. Not for this movie. This was a different movie. Yeah. This was a couple, like a year, maybe even two years ago. But then like the version of I movie that I had was like, yeah, I can't open this iPad iMovie file anymore. Like you could do it with the, or it's like the version of iMovie on the iPad was too new, and the i like it didn't. Pretty much, you used to be able to do that, and you can still take those project files and put them on your Mac, but you can't open them up with anything. That's crazy. But I still have some tricks up my sleeve to try to figure this out. You can do it. I know that you can do it. I'll figure something out. I think I've done it before, but it might take me a while. Well, scones are out of the oven. Oh, oh wow. down. See, that's the that's the benefit of a 400-degree bake. Yep. It's done quicker. Nice and quick. So how do they look? I don't know, Brad. Oh. They look fine, I guess. But, you know, I don't know anything about scones. I don't have a toothpick, so I can't really test it. It said 12 to 15. I had them in for 13. I don't want to overcook them, that's for What's sure. The bo- what do the bottoms of them look like? They're brown. Okay. Possibly even more brown than I would like. So, but there is some like not quite doneness to some of them. Put them in for another minute. I'm gonna put them in for another minute. You're going back in, you fuckers. I did have them towards the bottom of the oven, one notch down from the middle. So hmm. that could be why the bottoms got a little brown. So we were talking about caught in the act a little bit. Have you seen that, Don? No, I don't even know what that is. The infamous sticks. <clears throat> concept concert performance that has me mr roboto no it's something to behold it is is this something that uh is this the thing that paul rudd parodied N- no no that was a music video for too much time on my hands oh okay who, who was he who did he do that with um jimmy fallon yeah jimmy fallon okay. was dennis yeah jimmy fallon that's right yeah yeah jimmy fallon was dennis and paul rudd was uh tommy shaw i don't enjoy jimmy fallon no, I but don't I do, either anymore. I do very much enjoy Paul Rudd, but I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Paul Rudd's a national treasure, let's face it. Yeah. I That's... saw Jimmy Fallon do stand-up at, at my college at Duquesne University uh, way back before he was, I think right before he was on Saturday Night Live, or he had just started Saturday Night Live. And uh, his head was huge. I mean, he had the biggest head I've ever seen. It was, like, unreal. Which is, like, further support that celebrities... And people that are on TV a lot have to have big heads. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and they're generally just so goddamn skinny that it accentuates. Yeah, it really was like a. It was like a lolly. Like he was like a lollipop. It was so weird. Like if he comes at you with his head, he's going to make you feel it. Oh please! With a head that big, I can't believe. I mean, who cares? But I just can't believe how famous he's become because he's. uh, So his stand-up sucked. I don't even remember. I mean, he did his impressions. You know, he did Adam Sandler, and I guess he was, like, doing all the things that got him on SNL. I can't remember any of the other. I mean, he does good impressions. He does good impressions, but, I mean, he doesn't do impressions anymore. He's just, like, a goofball on The Tonight Show. Yeah. But, um... He does good impressions. I did like him on Saturday Night Live. I didn't like him because he he always broke. Like, I feel like he... That was his whole thing, wasn't it? But that's that was, was that became say, his thing, him. where he would break, and it was. I felt like it ruined things sometimes. Because I mean, I guess you're right to the point together. where he may have overdid it a bit with yeah. the breaking. 
But a lot of times, his breaking just made it funny because it's kind of like it wasn't this funny. Skit sucks so bad, but like the way he's breaking yeah. on live television is pretty entertaining. Like so, maybe that's right. yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. live. So these were oh. two minutes in there at least, but I took them out. I'm not putting them in there any longer. No, I don't think you. I'm sure they're fine. Okay, they're done. Okay, go, Brad. I'm sorry I cut you off. Nothing. I don't know. Just Saturday Night Live. Like I still. Can't believe how bad it can be sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. real bad, mm-hmm. real bad. Like you know, because I've been watching it more lately because of the political stuff, and it's like, okay, their Donald Trump skit is funny. I haven't seen any of those. Their the Hillary skit is funny, but then they follow it up with like something that's so unbelievably unfunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty weird that that show's still on. Like they did a this skit where they were supposed to be like Osimo robots, like from Honda. But, like, uh-huh. the joke was just that they would, like, like malfunction and spill drinks and stuff. Like, it was just so unfunny. It was yeah, like Emily like Blunt just dressed up as an Osimo robot. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just, yeah. Is that I like a, a lot of the times it's a, constraint, it's a constraint based on who's hosting. Like, maybe they yeah. just can't handle too much of a... Right. But then they you know. do a really super stupid skit like David S. Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet it fucking somehow works and takes the internet by storm. Well, I mean, that's the Tom Hanks factor. I, don't, yeah. I mean, everything he touches is yeah is gold. Except for Polar Express, I have to say. Oh my, yeah, that's hard. That movie, and I mean. People love It's that really shit. stressful to me because my mom loves the Polar Express. She wants to experience the Polar Express with her grandsons so badly. The movie, when you say experience the movie. it. Yeah. But the movie is very uh it looks horrible yeah it's very and i said to luke uncanny did this valley. look good did this look good when it came out no. because now it just looks i mean like ridiculous and he said no i don't even think it looked good when it came out but it didn't it didn't um i mean the child is sleeping in his bed christmas eve and a giant train pulls in at full speed in front of his house and it's like the loudest thing and i don't i mean that would scare anybody <laughs> Let alone a five-year-old or six-year-old, however this kid's supposed to be. And my kids saw that and they were like, what the hell? This train is so loud and it's, you know, and the whole movie's just like, and the train's on like a roller coaster track and it's like the kids are falling off the train and it's, yeah. it's like, this isn't a calm Christmas movie. This is a crazy movie. The kid like hangs out with a homeless guy on the top of the train. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and the animation is a combination of, like, yeah, horribly, it's, like, simultaneously horribly weird and stiff. Like, Mm -hmm. the scene where they come out and pour the hot chocolate and they're all dancing. Yeah. That gives me nightmares for some reason. I don't know why. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's almost like like they um, 30% live action. It's probably one of the first movies where they thought... Well, let's put the blue dots all over the actors' faces, and we'll get the their facial expressions, and then we'll incorporate that into the exactly. animation. Uh, but it, I mean, now it looks amazing. But back then, it was like, "Whoo, mama, this is really yeah, not good." And There's again, just a lifelessness to like the mouth, yeah, the eyes. It's like, like they're when dead he opens behind his the eyes mouth, it's just like dead inside. It's, it's black like a black, inside. yeah, black hole. It's so terrible. It's just like a skin mask. I hate oh. that. Ugh. That oh a nothing is wearing. A skin mask that a nothing is Jesus, Brad. <laughs> Come on, man. Skin mask that a nothing. God damn it. Polar Express. Pol- Starring 
a skin mask that nothing is wearing. <laughs> That's some awful shit. <laughs> That's really. It's incredibly accurate, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't Ooh, like it at all. But anyway, yeah, Polar Express is not. Yeah. But it's like you better ask. They it's had to the go through David S. Pumpkins. They had basically. to go through Polar Express to get to like Rise of the Planet of the Apes or something. Yeah, with that little dots on your face technology. I think they use that for everything now, don't they? I mean, yeah, there are no actors anymore. Well, there's actors. They just have well, dots on their face. Right. Yeah, right. They're just in a green room. I'm pretty sure they probably even did it for Trolls, where the faces are really distorted. I mean, they don't look anything human-like, but they probably. You know, they were like, let's capture Andrew, Anna Kendrick's eyes for uh, Princess Poppy. Is this a movie called Trolls? Yeah, the the two, I mean, Trolls is excellent and Moana is excellent. The the kids' movies are really good these days. I, I highly recommend them both. Moana looks really good. good. Moana's beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's really beautiful. Has The Rock. I'll basically and see the rock, anything with The, the Rock. The Rock, really. Yeah. He's going to win Best Song for the Oscars well, I with, thought his, you- with his song. Thought you were going to say he's going to win the election in four years. I mean, I'd vote for him. That's a different show, Brad. No. I won't get into that. <laughs> I think we have Trump, Trump, then Kanye. Maybe. Oh my God! Maybe. Please. That'll be a smooth transition Brad, to power, though. You can't yes, possibly be suggesting two two terms. Oh, he, I well, okay. If we do want to get into it a little, who bit. who hasn't? Well, maybe we can. Maybe we can end the I podcast. Think, and, I think I, it's hard to say. It's so it's impossible to know what we'd have in four years. I think. Donald Trump is either going to flame out really bad in the first year, just flame out like his insanity just can no longer be tolerated. He's it's, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. He's either going to flame out in the first year or install Trump rule for the rest of history, for the rest of our lives, at least like those. There's, there's no in between. It's one there of those really two is things. no in between. Like it's either going to be. Yeah, and so it's going to be Trump, Trump, and then either maybe 2024 will either be Ivanka, and I mentioned Kanye only because Kanye met with Trump today. Yeah, but I mean, if people aren't going to, well, people did vote for Hillary, but they're certainly not going to vote for Kanye. Yeah, it's, well. That's why Dwayne People are weird. That's all I can say. People are weird. People are strange. Yeah. Well, I got some scones here. That's what I know. All right, I so you're going to rush them out to us. I'm going to rush them out to you guys. Are you getting um, in the car now? I'll probably wait till morning. Okay. So you're gonna, are you going to drive them to my house? No, I'm just going to overnight them. <laughs> I would, but if I didn't have crushing deadlines at work, I would definitely make a tour of central and western Pennsylvania. Oh, that would be so fun. Wouldn't if it? If you brought scones. Yeah. I'd, I'd hit central Pennsylvania first. I'd pick Brad up on the way. Yeah. Hand deliver some Christmas scones. Oh my God! Well, someday. I mean, it's a goal. We can shoot for it. Squad goals. Squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. Actually, the bottoms don't look too bad. They look perfect. I'd say not overly brown. Good. I wish you guys could try them now. I do too. They're well, best maybe fresh, one day. Right? Maybe one day, Don and I can do a trip down there, and we can like watch you make it. We can do like a live session. Oh my session. God! That we'll would watch, be amazing. We'll watch Don make them, please. I'll make them. I mean, if you'd like to have me back, I'll make them next time because I'm sure I won't that would be have bronchitis for much longer. Fantastic. I hope anyway. Yeah. 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 Next time you can do the scones. Absolutely. Okay. I'll be All off right. the hook. All right. Well, I'll package these suckers up and get them out to you guys. Don, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank I'm you for sorry having me. 
you had to listen to I, them to I make was, you feel it. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to say, I do like Sticks more than I thought I was going to like Sticks just listening to this album. That is a fantastic endorsement, and I don't even think we've scratched the surface of their... Okay. Uh, I'm willing to listen to more. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, awesome. Sticks and the next album is uh, The Serpent is Rising. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. We have our scones now, magically. It is several days later, and we have scones. And I'm here with Dawn and the rest of her her clan. I have a family of scone enthusiasts here. Yes, they'll be the true judge of these scones. That's right. So, I'm going to introduce who I have. I have Max. Yep. Hello! I have Theo. Hello! And I have Luke. Hello! All right. <laughs> yes, I'm amazed my scones got here to me because this morning they said they were like all the way on the other side of the state, even though the day before they were just like a ten- the next town over from here. So I think the ice storm kind of screwed stuff up. But then I was eating dinner, having a delicious dinner, by the way. Delicious, delicious yep. dinner. Brussels sprouts that were like kind of like caramelized, but with like sriracha on them. Ooh. And some fried chicken. Ooh. It was good stuff. That but is- uh, we had me- cereal for dinner. We had cereal and ramen, so it was. We, a- we almost had ice cream for dinner. <laughs> so we were in we were in the same zone. But at the end, I was like, no, let's just order my my chicken. There you go. But I uh, anyway, we're eating dinner, and then all of a sudden, there's a knock on the on the window. Rap rap rap. On the window. Yeah, it scared the crap out of everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy in our, like, uh, you know, like, bay windows there in our yeah. dining room, like, just in the window, like, kind of waving to us. And we're kind of oh, like, what the yeah. F? And then, like, he holds up the box of scones and is like, hey, I got the scones. Oh, it was a Christmas miracle. Yeah. yeah. So, come over to the door and get them. He was just like a guy in a car. He was like a special courier. Wow. I guess, like, they realized they screwed up and sent them to the wrong part of the state, and they're like, Jim, get in the car. I bet Adam... You have to drive for two hours through the ice to deliver this. This this isn't a priority mailbox. It's got to be delivered today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Something like that must have happened. I don't know. But, so I got them now, and then I got you on the horn, and here we are, so... We're going to open up our box. Let's do it. Let's see what's in here. The mystery scone. We're going to put this unboxing on YouTube later. Oh, here. Keep going. Scone unboxing videos are going to be like the new thing. All right. I think it worked. So let's Or maybe see. we should put this on our, our life casting Twitch channel. Yeah. Oh, no. This is fancy business. Uh-oh. Press farther than we are here. Yeah, hold on, Mark. Mark All right. Expedite. Okay. All right. We're All right. it. All right. We'll go the box is open. Oh, whoa. They got we got a instructions, garbage bag? Brad? Yeah, there's instructions. Nice. Oh, all sorts of things here. All right, instructions. I'll, I'll read the, I'll read the uh, instructions. Well, Jesus, I can't be doing this. I'm in my podcasting layer. No. 
stones in microwave for 15 to 20 seconds. Snip um, corner of glaze and apply. Enjoy. Enjoy. Wait. Don't we really have to do that? Are these? Yeah, to fully appreciate Strudels? Them. Brad, should we pause while we Are these create our glaze? Strudels? Um, all right, let's do that. Let's pause and um, create the glaze, heat it up, and then we'll then we'll come back for the tasting. Okay. Four minutes later. All right, it's four oh, minutes later. It's ales. These, these look, look good. Yeah, these look really they good. They smell delicious. Yeah. They're, they're not, the smell is a little bit less of a mystery. So these came in a freeze, like a, not a freeze dried, but like a air sealed packet and everything. Yeah, yeah this was a fish. Yeah, like maybe they were some beef. Game. <laughs> All right, are you going to take a bite? All right, I'm going to take a bite. Okay, we're going to take a bite too. All right, let's take a bite and see what we think. I'm just eating this glaze. What I? How does it taste? That's, that's mine. The outwardly, they look very cookie-like. Yeah. yeah. They got a good, it's a really good crumb. It's good. What flavor do you think this is? I think it might be chocolate chip. I think so, too. Yeah, well, there's a there's a, a, a chocolate chip. There's also, isn't there a peanut butter going on, too? That's what I'm kind of trying I to figure out. I think the peanut butter's in the glaze. Yeah, but even the- without the glaze, like, I thought they smelled very peanut buttery. Yeah. Okay. Although, well, now that I taste it, I don't necessarily taste the peanut butter. Maybe it was just the glaze is smell in the like air wrapped package or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was chocolate chip. They're buttery. Very. Mm-hmm. That's what works really well with this. They're buttery. They're moist. They're not dry. Like, I usually think of scones as being kind of too dry. Definitely. But these are not. But these are not. So these maybe improve on the typical scone. All right. Thanks, boys. More scones! Do they improve on the initial batch of sticks and scones? Yeah, can you capture me? This is a huge improvement on the initial stick and scone. Thanks, boys. Bye. Bye. See you, kids. Don't eat my scone! Oh, wow. That's got a major chocolatey bite. It was delicious. Yeah. I just reached the middle, and it's like... I mean, this is better than uh, Starbucks. Yeah, without a doubt. I think uh, Adam got his... His uh, his I could stone not, game together. Yeah, I, could I not think you sent him to school after that. I could first not be episode. more proud of Adam. And now I have to say, when I was so shocked at the 400 degree oven, I take it all back. Oh, this is really really good. Maybe that's the key, man. Yeah, it was cooked hotter, baked hotter, and quicker. Well, I have a feeling that there's a higher butter to flour ratio than uh, ones that I've made before because of the like the really good chewy texture. The glaze, I just tried, like, the glaze, mm-hmm. like, independently. I'm literally eating the glaze out of the bag. Well, what do you think it tastes like? It's peanut butter, but it's, like, a lot more than just peanut butter, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh... Yeah, I'm trying to... Now that I've eaten the scone, I, that's all I can taste, so... I can't place it outside of the peanut enus. Can you mix peanut butter and caramel together? Is that what this is? That's what I was wondering. Is it, um... Is there any chance of like Ritz crackers were used in making this? In making the scone? Yeah, probably not. Because they're kind of buttery. I don't know. I know. Because the last scones had a reference to like Lebowski. 
Okay. So I'm trying to figure out if this is a reference to anything. And, uh, and my uh, mind is going through what it could be. I'm like, oh, Ritz crackers. But <laughs> Ritz crackers, as featured heavily in regarding regarding Henry. Uh, <laughs> he recreated the, the Ritz. He's He has an homage to Ritz because there's so much butter, and he probably put a nice heaping teaspoon of salt in these. Yeah. But they're delicious, I have to say. Maybe there's a toe? Absolutely. In there the- could be a toe in there. Well, we'll just have to stay tuned to Instagram to find out what these actually are, if there is a trick, or they're just chocolate chip peanut butter scones with kind of like a caramely peanut butter glaze. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's delicious, even if it is made of toe. I know. <laughs> I wish I could have a cup of coffee right now, but then I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. Yeah. But these are excellent. I'm gonna ask for the. I'm gonna ask for the recipe. All right. So if we're gonna rate these on a one to ten scale, where would we put these? Mm. I mean, I'm thinking of scones that I've made myself, and I would rather eat these. So I'm gonna give these a nine. I. It's hard to say. I mean, they're just delicious. I know. I'm not. It's hard to say where I would put them. Like, yeah, I guess there could be some things in this world better than these scones. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, you know, yeah, I put it somewhere in the nine factor. I'd say eight and a half to nine. I know. I don't want to give them a ten because it's like, what if you just took this scone recipe and, and then instead of chocolate chips, you mixed in, you know, a nut and a fruit or something, and that yeah. might just completely. Plus, we got to give Adam room to grow. Uh huh. Right. That's right. So I might lower my grade down to an eight then, with well, an eight still being like exceptional. Yeah, I'll keep mine at a nine, and then that way we'll, he'll, he'll have an eight and a half. Yeah, there Love. you go. Average eight and a half. Yeah. All right, dudes. All right, Brad, this was fun. Good app. This Good app, man. Adventure. May the force be with you. Boop. Boop. May Kilroy be with you. Boop.